And that music can only mean one thing. The Delaware Valley Journal is on the air. The podcast of DelawareValleyJournal.com. We hope you are checking out our great news content on a regular basis. Follow us on Twitter. It's DV underscore journal. We're on Facebook as well. And sign up for our twice a week newsletter the next time you're on the website. Coming up in a few moments, we're going to talk to a man who's a candidate for public office here in the Delaware Valley. And he's literally, he's literally a lifesaver. In fact, he won an award. It's an astonishing story that we just stumbled across. But first, one of the big stories of the week, without a doubt, is that veteran state Senator Bob Mensch is retiring. I can't tell, Senator, is because the feds finally tracked you down and those charges are going to be filed or you're fleeing a oh, bookie? Please. What's the what's the real reason? We want the truth here at Delaware Valley Journal. Oh, please. Now, now people are going to be looking for my arrest record. <laughs> <laughs> And, it, you know, you, uh, I, I started doing this job at age 60, and I had no idea um, how long I wanted to do it. Uh, I just knew it was something I wanted to try and see how, uh, how successful I could become. Because um, I, I really had a vision. And uh, lo and behold, here we are 16 years later. Um, and we've, uh, I think we've accomplished quite a bit. But uh, why now to retire? It's it's just, you know, it's time. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do at age 60. And now I know that, that my body is telling me it's it's time uh, and my heart uh, telling me to take some time for myself, family and friends. Well, Senator, I, I know you've accomplished a lot of good things over your years in office. Um, what are some of the things that you uh, look at as your most important uh, legislation? Um, I would start with the uh, legislation uh, improving the uh, detection and the insurance coverage of uh, breast cancer. We've over the years had uh, three significant bills um, and um, I'm very proud that we've been able to impact that community as positively as we have. <clears throat> I believe that if we can detect cancer and, and um, intervene with the cancer sooner. Uh, women in particular, uh, men get it as well, but, but the women will have a, uh, a longer, less painful, more successful life. So um, it, was, it was exciting to pursue legislation to improve the uh, MRI coverage. And, and most recently doing the license check off uh, in Pennsylvania so that we can raise significant dollars to uh, channel into a, a continued research. And I think a uh, second area of, of um, pride in, in legislation was uh, authoring and uh, getting through the entire process, something called performance-based budgeting, which is now actually in its fourth year of implementation where we are, uh, we, we have a committee uh, comprised of the appropriations chairman and the uh, budget secretary from the governor's office. Um, it, it, that committee looks at uh, different departments and different uh, tax credits every year so that we can more fairly assess what programs are working, what programs aren't working, where can we cut, uh, where might we want to expand spending. And it goes beyond just the normal secretary's request for budget. It's a deeper, more thorough, uh, more analytical uh, dive into the actual data. 
and it's proven to be rather successful. Well, that sounds great. Um, what about your uh, bills uh, to clean up hazardous waste? That, those are important too, right? Um, yes, it was, um, you know, it goes back a number of years now, but uh, when, I, when I came into office, I was surprised to uh, learn how many hazardous sites or potential hazardous sites there were in my district. Um, and, you know, we have, we have farm fields where people build a house and all of a sudden they have uh, chemicals in their water. We don't even know where it comes from, but uh, that falls under the responsibility of something called HASCA, HCSA, Hazardous uh, Cleanup, uh, or HSCA, Hazardous Site Cleanup Act. Um, and we work with DEP um, and remediate the certain situations. In some cases, we, in, uh, in the borough of Gilbertsville, um, and over in uh, New Hanover Township, we actually put in new freshwater supply systems, uh, bringing water from a, a municipal source uh, to homes because the, the wells were so contaminated, they couldn't be um, cleaned. On the other hand, we have a number that, that can be cleaned. And um, we, we work with the citizens in, in providing uh, filters and other devices that they can put on their water systems that will filter out the, uh, the chemicals and make their drinking water safe. Um, it, it is quite a problem uh, environmentally in the state of Pennsylvania and of course here in the Southeast where we've had uh, business in a more dense uh, way. We didn't always have uh, the same cleanup restrictions or concerns. Uh, when businesses were uh, dumping uh, chemicals or, or cleaning up themselves, like um, I'm, I'm thinking of a, uh, a metal plating company that wasn't too far from my office. Uh, and they, they, it was okay at the, in, in the old days to dump that, some of that stuff just into the ground. Well, that gets into the uh, aquifer and gets back into people's water systems. So um, short, without the, the, the state government, having HASCA funding, um, those citizens would have no recourse except to bear that total expense themselves. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's a situation they didn't create. So the government can help in that case. And I was proud to be able to uh, fight and, and save that uh, funding now several times, actually. Well, I was also wondering, Senator, what's changed the most about uh, the state since you've been in office? What has changed the most? Um, gee, um, we've, uh, I, I think it's got to do with the, the economic and the population shifts that have occurred over the last two decades um, into the Southeast, where the Southeast becomes uh, more and more, that's where we're located, of course, and we become more and more the economic engine of the state, um, more the, um, the jobs are here. Um, people are relocating into the Southeast. Uh, we, we've seen that now with two uh, federal census uh, in 2010 and 2020. So um, <clears throat> I think that's the greatest change. And, and of course, when that population shift occurs, it, it brings with it other changes in highway congestion and building uh, um, starts, you know, new home starts. Uh, of course, uh, uh, greater um, economy means uh, more disposable income, 
uh, arguably uh, a better lifestyle. So I'd like to follow up, Senator. I'd like to follow change. up on that question with the question about how state politics has changed. You know, when you were a town manager, uh, you know, there were, you could find some Republicans in Montgomery County. There were, there were a few running <laughs> around, you know, you could call the Republican at the County level, at the state level, at the federal level and get a call in. So now you're, as you leave the party, you're leaving, you know, it's a pretty thin ranks. And my question is, why do you think that is the case? And how does that change the governance of, of the Delaware Valley? Um, I, I don't want to be too parochial about the, the differences in the parties, but um, there, there is a, a change in uh, some of the social structure politically um, as, as the, uh, the county has turned more purple than blue. So, um, yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm a capitalist. I'm a... Uh, uh, take care of yourself uh, kind of guy. So um, I, it's, it's no question why I ended up a Republican, but I, I think that um, we, we have a greater reliance on government more generally today in Montgomery County. Uh, it's become more costly. Um, school systems, uh, the county system, um, everything just is just that much more expensive. Now, I said earlier that, of course, we've seen the economic shift, so we have more money, and that's true. Um, the question is, what can we afford or what should we afford? Um, you know, when you were talking, uh, Mike, I was thinking back to uh, a, uh, an event at the Sunnybrook Ballroom in Pottstown when Ronald Reagan was there. Wow. And uh, he said, it's nice to be in the most uh, Republican county and the most Republican state in the nation. <laughs> Uh, now, there was probably some hyperbole in that, but at the same time, um, there was an awful lot of republicanism in the area and it has changed dramatically um, over the last 40 years. Um, I, I, I was more comfortable when we were more conservative. So, right. uh, well, let me, follow, let me follow up on that because the parties are shifting and there was a time when uh, white collar professionals tended to be more Republican and blue collar workers tended to be more Democrat. And you're seeing that you know, kind of reversal. And I see it in the area of energy policy, where you have some people who are now in the Southeast who really are opposed to all energy projects. They would love it if the, the Shapiro actions, the Attorney General Shapiro would lead to the complete shutdown of the Mariner pipeline, even though it's almost done. They, they would have no problem with jobs being lost across the state because they just don't, they see that they're in their view, you know, the climate issue is the broader issue. And I'm just wondering, do you think that blue collar workers are getting left out of this conversation as the area becomes more affluent and uh, college educated? Uh, no, not at all. Um, we work very closely with the trades, both parties, I think, try to work closely with the trades, but um, I feel that uh, we've been very successful in working with our friends in the, uh, in the trades uh, because of pipelines, because of energy um, programs, um, because of the, the uh, cracker that's proposed now in the, the Northeast uh, section of Pennsylvania. Uh, we've had uh, uh, tens of thousands of jobs created when we built the cracker out in the Southwest. 
Uh, cracker, of course, is uh, um, something that uh, provides the distillates from um, uh, natural gas or oil. And in this case, it's almost all natural gas. Um, I think it's very short-sighted to think that uh, we can eliminate the, the pipeline work or eliminate the, uh, um, the energy work. Um, solar is not efficient enough. Um, that's not a scare tactic. I mean, it's just reality. Wind is not efficient enough. The all, some of the other alternatives that people might talk about certainly aren't here yet. Um, so we're going to have to rely on fossil fuels for some period of time. I, I've read the, you know, it was an interesting article in the, uh, of all things, The Economist magazine uh, this week, uh, talking about the fact that this is the first, we're now experiencing the first energy crisis of the new right. uh, less energy um, era. And it's not going well. Uh, we are we are short of uh, energy across most of the globe today. Uh, gasoline supplies and and uh, home heating oil and so forth. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating so, to watch the Europeans re-coal their energy sector. They're bringing yes. back coal because yes. of, of decisions they've made about limiting other things like natural gas and nuclear. Exactly. And and so I think that uh, we can be. Uh, um, we can shoot from the hip or we can shoot from the shoulder. Um, from the shoulder is a little bit more accurate. Um, I'd like to shoot from the shoulder. Um, but the, the shooting from the hip and let's get rid of all these projects and let's eliminate uh, uh, all reliance on fossil fuel, I think it's naive. I just don't think we can get there anytime soon. We're going to have another half century of uh, significant reliance on fossil fuel, I think. Well, Senator... Um what are you looking forward to doing once you retire after your term is up in uh, 2023? Uh, catch up with the weeding in my gardens. Um, <laughs> uh, spend some personal time. Uh, I have some real travel plans that I want to do, more uh, travel into Europe and some things that I haven't seen yet that I want to do. Uh, I can remember reading... Uh, uh, oh, what was it? The uh, the novel about Michelangelo um, and the Sistine Chapel. But uh, I've always wanted to see the Sistine Chapel. I haven't. So that's certainly on the bucket list. Um, visit some old family back in Germany. Uh, another item on the bucket list. And of course, a lot of travel here in the U.S. So I don't plan to be idle or sit still very long. Well, that sounds great. And Linda, I have to say, I, I'm I play a lot of music, so I'm looking forward to uh, staying heavily engaged in, in the groups that I play with and, and continuing to perform music. Oh, which instruments? Uh, clarinet and saxophone, primarily. I was listening to some Red Hill Band music this, this morning, in fact. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my so, goodness. So uh, keep up the good work. So the last question is this. What advice would you give to the person who is going to eventually fill your seat, whether it's Republican, Democrat, whoever, what would your advice be after the years you spent both as a town manager and then in the state house as a rep and now as a Senator, what would your, if you, you have the presidents, they leave a letter for the next president who comes in, what would be in your letter in your desk for the person who comes in behind you? It'd be relatively simple. Serve the people, not your ideology. Senator Bob Mensch, thanks so much for joining us here on the Delaware Valley Journal podcast. We appreciate your time. Okay, thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the Delaware Valley Journal on the air. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends, post it on social media. And if you haven't, 
Sign up for our twice-a-week newsletter so you don't miss any of the terrific content from DelawareValleyJournal.com. Thanks again. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Hey, um, I don't know if you saw, but one of the things in the Build Back Better plan is to pay news, local newspapers, give them money. Uh, you should do that. We, we, we like that idea. So if you, <laughs> you see any money in Harrisburg, whatever, you should give it to report. I, that's spending we can support. Uh, your singles, five, tens, whatever works for you. I understand perfectly, Michael. I'm a capitalist.